Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we explore heritage, techniques, meditations, and conversations, all to increase our sense of awareness. As our awareness increases, so also does our sense of presence. May presence always be our purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Last week, we spoke on the beautiful Eastern and Indian practices of pranayama and the vayus, the energetic centers within the body. Today, we're traveling a bit further south to good old Nigeria, and we're going to begin to understand how African peoples, specifically Yoruba people, how they interact with energy and their ideas about it. So where do we begin? I feel like I'm going to jump all over the place on this podcast because I'm so excited about sharing how to move energy. As I mentioned in our previous episode, I believe it was season 10 that was purely devoted to healing energy modalities. We've transitioned within season 12 to just understanding the construct and the idea of energy in relation to different cultures and how they move through it. So let's dive in. Yoruba, who are these people? What do they do? And how do they influence and understand energy? Yoruba people come from a place in Nigeria, and they understand energy in an incredibly beautiful way. There's some very big highlights that I want to share with you. They believe that the Ashi, or Ashe, that that is the element of energy. That is their word for it. It's the power to do. It is the will to create. And this Ashe is within us all. As we become more and more familiar with it, we become more and more conscious and able to control our reality. So how do they, how do they manipulate this Ashe? How do they move with it? What they do is they believe that it is located within the mind, the consciousness. I find incredible similarities to this and the pineal gland. I think they were onto something there. And how they influence its activation is actually by the shaving of head or the anointing of the head with oil. So if you want to start influencing the energy around you, if you want to start to get in conversation or familiarity with your energy, I strongly recommend beginning to anoint your head with scents, with oils. Maybe all of us can't shave our heads at this moment in time, but by stimulating the space of the consciousness, they believe that it expands the sensation of consciousness. There's a wonderful philosophy within the Yoruba people of that we have an inner mind and an outer mind. So our outer mind is our physical head. It's our our nose, our eyes, our face. But we also have an inner mind as well. They believe that the more our inner mind is developed by energy, the more it must be represented by our outer face. So what they did was they created masks and paints and piercings for the outside of the face to mirror the evolution and the transcendence of what their inner spirit was doing. So if you want to start getting in contact with your energy, 
perhaps you have a picture within your consciousness of what that looks like. There's no shame here. A lot of people may have pictures of hippies or people who wear a bunch of crystals or the face painting of indigenous people. Is it appropriation? Can I do this? Is this wrong? If you ask yourself, how does my spirit look? What happens if you begin to decorate your vessel in a way that you believe your spirit to be? By doing so, you begin to mirror externally what is happening internally. So I encourage you to don a mask, create one, or maybe paint your face every once in a while to really get in tune with what is happening on the inside. When we start to decorate and change externally, it happens to almost upgrade the body into a container that can hold the evolved spirit. And that is what the Yoruba people believed and why they have the masks that they do and the colorings that they tend to have. Again, if you want to start to get to know your energy, if you want to understand what sort of energy spirit you have, is it an animal, is it a plant, what happens if you go wild with some paint or create a mask of sorts? There are plenty of masks online that you can buy that may resonate with you as well. Another philosophy that I really admire about the Yoruba people is their appreciation and veneration of the form that is female. They believe that those that are female have a more apt power at channeling energy. So often, even the people that associate with the masculine, even those that call themselves men, they would wear their hair in styles of female to begin to integrate the wisdom that is within that container and to channel energy. So again, you don't have to shave your head, but I do think that anointing the head with essential oils or special herbs or plants and also to style the hair in a way that is conical. So cones in the Yoruba culture is, symbolizes the path to the heavens. So any sort of cone item that you may have, you may have to create one. There's cone incense that I often burn to help move and understand energy. You can really get wild. You can create a little teepee fire and burn that as an offering. It can be as simple as three incense sticks tied together in the shape of a triangle that forms a cone and lighting them together to move energy. Shapes, chants, and scents are very, very important and powerful at understanding energy because since energy can often be something that is not seen or smelled, by giving it those qualities, the sight and the scent, we often tend to complete the circle of energy within us because energy is often felt. But what happens when we influence it with the sight and the smells? Well, then that's where magic happens. Very similar to yoga, there is Yoruba positions of energy and of power. One of the biggest displays of transmitting and channeling energy is actually kneeling. When we kneel in many cultures, it is a sign of respect. 
And when we begin this energy movement, energy understanding process, there has to be an understanding that we're working with something that is beautiful and some would say greater than us. It is the force of the entire universe. Often people can approach this practice with almost a sense of ego. I am going to shift this. I am in control of this or of that. But by kneeling before we do energetic practices, it is a submission to the divine force that is animating us all. And by entering in the space with reverence, we tend to have more favor in manifesting that which we seek to do. The last part here is one of my favorite, absolute favorite parts of the Yoruba culture, and that is speech. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say this a thousand times, and this isn't my phrase by any means. This is all over the internet, all within books, but it is a philosophy that I believe to be true, and that is that words are spells. There is a word within the Yoruba culture that I've mentioned a couple of times, which is ashe. And ashe has many different meanings, but universally it means I affirm, this is true, this is energy, I am in agreement to. And it's very similar to the phrase aho that you hear me say at the end of the podcast, and very similar to the word amen that is used in modern Christian culture. Well, Ashe is allowing and embodying and speaking energy into what we desire. The next time that you wish to add energy to a stone, a spell, a script, anything, whatever have you, at the end of this practice, if you begin to tap into the Nigerian culture and say Ashe at the end of this, that spell alone helps the movement and flow of energy. Energy can often be thought of to only really exist within the mind, of let me channel this with my mind super hard, or let me feel this with my heart, but it's really important to bring a vibration in to the channeling of energy. So I've kind of jumped all over the place here, but let me summarize as quickly as I can everything that we've talked about. One, so how do we begin to move energy? Hair. Hair in many indigenous cultures is believed to be antennae of the universe. That is why many cultures do not cut the hair because it contains wisdom and memory and it is very sensitive to the slightest touch. So by styling your hair a certain way, by anointing your hair, or by even cutting a part of your hair, you are making a spell and a declaration to the universe that you are sensitive to those things that are very, very subtle. So step one, change up the hairstyle. Color it, cut it, anoint it, bathe it. Bathing the hair is a culture that many do to become a la si. It is an individual that has declared that they want to understand the ashe, the energy of the universe, and is one that continues to practice it. Step two, cones. Much like cyclones or hurricanes, there are huge nature events that represent power. So if you have any cone items, 
meditation upon cones, burning cones for incense, creating cones, those will be very helpful in the cycle of energy and by understanding it. Just that visual shape alone helps begin to teach our subconscious about the cone of energy from here and to the next world. Step three, masks. What sort of decoration are you doing to your vessel when you're doing energy work? Are you just showing up in your regular clothes? And as an aside, I'm a big believer and proponent to not needing many items or fancy things to do any sort of spiritual work. I would say that 90% of my spiritual work is done in just whatever I'm wearing, without anything, just with love and intention. That is my personal practice, and it's worked very, very well for me. However, the more intention that we put into our practice, the better it is. And what is more intentional than an item that is carefully and meticulously selected by you? If you can put the amount of intention of a hundred items into just the air, just in the space that you are in, that's perfect. But some of us are visual learners. Some of us are kinesthetic learners. And by having something physical or visual in front of us, it helps our intention be that much stronger. So that's why there's no quote-unquote wrong, quote-unquote right. Use many things or use no things. But if you are one of those that does not have very much, know that you are not missing out. Aside done. (laughs) Masks are really, really important in the Yoruba culture. So by decorating the face or by creating a mask that you believe represents your spirit and wearing that mask to do energetic work, you are creating a very deep subconscious link to the spirit. And lastly, step four, ashe, simply saying and speaking it. All of these cultures have a piece of the puzzle of the divine puzzle of the universe. Maybe some answers are in indigenous. Maybe other answers are in Gaelic or what have you. By taking bits and pieces of each culture and integrating it, we become a very well-rounded and energetically sensitive being. I've taken so many bits and pieces from so many different cultures, and it's really helped my whole practice. So by speaking this word, and by getting in tune with the Nigerian energetic sensation that is Ashe, we begin to understand not only that culture, but ourself as well. Some of us may not really resonate with Amen or Aho, as it can often feel like a misappropriation of indigenous cultures. And while African culture is still indigenous culture, perhaps this word speaks more to your heart. So after you're done with that spell, try it out. Try speaking Ashe. Until next week, we'll be traveling who knows where. Maybe it'll be Native American this time, indigenous. Maybe it'll be Irish or Gaelic. Who knows? I'll go wherever the energy leads me. But I do very much appreciate your time. The spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, respects, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Ashe. Matakuyasin. In Yai. Namaste. Om Namah Shivaya.